This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And we didn't put out an episode on Thursday like we said we would. Then yesterday we put out an interview with Blade Tidwell because we're going to be really honest with you all. I was traveling. John was sick as a dog. So we just weren't on the same page. Things happened. I apologize greatly to uh, any listener who woke up and was like, where's where's Vito and John? Um, You knew Vito was overseas. What we didn't know the last time we spoke to you guys was that something was about to happen to me. Um, I'm finally able to talk again, kind of. I'm not 100%, Vito. Can you hear that? You, you, can you like, I'm like 85. Can you hear that in my voice? No, I can't. And John is sitting under a light in a dark area like he's being interrogated. Um, you're giving me the vibes of like when you're watching a crime documentary and I'm seeing the anonymous source. <laughs> Honestly, the Wi-Fi signal is stronger outside where I am. I'm uh, down the shore, Long Beach Island. Very nice, very nice area. Um, but yeah, the Wi-Fi is better outside, so I, it's kind of weird, and I'm probably going to have the over-under for mosquito bites here, Vito. I'm going to set it. Let's play a little betters box here, Caesar Ooh. Sportsbook betters box. The over-under is like seven and a half in however long it takes for us to get through all that we're going to get through. And I think that's a good time to just tell the listeners that we're not going to do the um, the normal like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's already it's going to be Tuesday by the time you guys hear this. Hope you enjoyed Blade Tidwell. But Vito and I just have some topics that we want to catch up on, if you would, with you guys. And we're just going to go through a list in no particular order. Probably talk some France. Probably talk some other stuff. But um, yeah, Vito, does that does that work for you? That 100% works for me because I'm pretty fired up on a lot of stuff that's gone down over the last weekend, or as we could call it, a weekend and a half since it was going back to Thursday. Uh, First things first, let's talk about a guy we've spoken a lot about this season. We got a chance to talk to him in spring training. Brendan Hardy got promoted uh, from Brooklyn to Binghamton. You love to see that because, you know, we're all really happy to see who's going to help with this uh, Ponies playoff push. But Brendan Hardy promoted from Cyclones to Binghamton. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming for Brendan Hardy. He's been one of the best relief pitchers in minor league baseball this season. He had a sub one whip in Brooklyn, 22 and a third innings of work, a 1-6-1 ERA. His season was delayed due to injury, but he has made up for the lost time. And he's now promoted to the Rumble Ponies along with Paul Gervais. So that steady stream of arms. That's gone from the Sally League, the Cyclones, to the Ponies, continues to deliver, like you said, Vito, just in time as the Rumble Ponies continue to push for a playoff spot. And they're basically just creating the super team of the Rumble Ponies and the Cyclones, a very exciting Cyclones team to watch in the first half. And it was just an incredibly fun Rumble Ponies team to watch in the second half. And it's fun to see friends reunite like me and you will reunite later this week. 
we will reunite. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's a very personal part about this whole thing is that, you know, these guys are rooting for each other, but they also want to be with each other. And it's about maturation through the system. Talked with David Wright about that back in the spring about him and Jose Reyes. And you see it with other guys, Vientos and Beatty. There's been those combinations throughout Mets history, throughout the history of many organizations. And it's a meaningful thing. You read about it in books decades after guys' careers come to an end. So, you know, these guys are writing their own story, Vito. It's, it's, it's easy to forget that these guys are going through that baseball life right now. And it's a very meaningful element of the whole experience, the journey. And I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say after the Blade Tidwell interview that you all listened to yesterday, we wrapped that up. We stood up. We were talking the mics off each, taking the mics off of each other. And Blade said to us how exciting it was to be on this team with all of these guys and how much fun it's been for them to come up together. So it, it's just uh, it's a really exciting system to look at right now. It is. And then when we were done talking to Drew Gilbert, we asked if he was going to be rooming with Blade again. And he made a joke, not going to say the joke, but you could just tell that they have a very close relationship. That's in the interview. Oh, was it in the interview? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't when cameras stopped rolling. That was straight up brought up the the UFC kick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was in. Yeah, that that's in that's on there. That's that's published. Oh well, there you go. But yeah, I mean those guys go back to literally like early out adole- not early adolescence, but college. I mean that's you know think about that. Just just take a step back and think about that. So good for Brendan Hardy. Excited to see his his uh, work in Binghamton. He's an excellent young man, six four. He's got great levers, talked about utilizing them more, went through a growth spurt a little later in life than most of us do. So he's uh, he's learned his new body. He's got great tools. He's got great stuff and a, a, a very deserving promotion for Brendan Hardy. And you just brought up Drew Gilbert. Why don't we just get into how hot Drew Gilbert is right now in his last eight games? And I think that pretty much lines up to when we sat down and spoke to him. So you could say it's all because of us. Kids just crushing right now. Uh, John, you want to talk about his slash line? Yeah, Gilbert in his last eight games. Many people are saying, folks, the future of Flushing Bump. I don't know. It's apparently a thing. Many people are saying 464 batting average, a 529 on-base percentage, a 750 slugging percentage, two homers, two doubles, four walks, and six RBI in the span. So Gilbert has been on fire of late, as the Rumble Ponies have also been playing some good ball. They won three of their last four games going back to uh, Thursday after they lost the first two of their Six games set against Portland. So Rumble Ponies continuing to push for the playoff spot. They got New Hampshire, the Fisher Cats up next. They'll be up in New Hampshire for six games. But Drew Gilbert has really found his stride with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Dude, and New Hampshire. I feel like there's some perfect segues to talk about right here. New Hampshire, let's talk about a New England boy, Mike Vassell. Mike Vassell is just doing so well right now in his last five games in Triple A. He's got a 3.33 ERA, and he's just looking really, really tight now. He's really seemed to figure out this promotion. Yeah, and on Sunday, Vassal against the Columbus Clippers, six innings, one run, four strikeouts, and one walk. So like you mentioned, Vito, the 3-3-3, I should say, ERA in his last five starts in a league where we've talked about it a lot. Pitchers just have trouble putting hitters away. It is decidedly an offensive-leaning league, and for Vassal to put that ERA up, he has done a fantastic job finding himself, utilizing that fastball, utilizing the cutter, utilizing the changeup. Uh, he's a very good young pitcher. That's why he was at the Futures game 
A lot of guys have had troubles in this league. Even top pitching prospects have had troubles at AAA. So Mike Vassell is doing things that you'd expect from that upper echelon type prospect in AAA now. And he did it again on Sunday with another strong start. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, I really can't wait to see more from Mike Vassell throughout this season. And you want to talk about guys who have really figured out their promotions. Jet Williams, who since his promotion to Brooklyn has a 1035 OPS, he's got an even 16 walks to 16 strikeouts and a 462 on base percentage. So, I mean, Jet, we talk about him literally every single night. There's people we say in this podcast, we talk about them nightly or almost nightly. And, you know, it's not always the case. Jet Williams, every single night, no matter what, seems like he gets brought up. Yeah, it's kind of cool, um, you know, following Jet Williams, especially from the start, as, you know, he's now making top 100 prospect lists, but he's still not getting the, the, the credit he deserves um, for how good of a ball player he is. He is so good, and now he's putting the power on display in a league where it's tough to hit for power in a stadium where it's tough to hit the hit for power. He's got homers in back-to-back games. And for Jet Williams, a 19-year-old, to go from St. Lucie, which was kind of an aggressive starting place for a player as young as he is, still only 19, of course, the FCL is an option for teams to put players of that age out of high school. For him to go from that league and do what he did, to now go to the South Atlantic League, and Vito, the numbers are not identical. They're, they're almost better than they were. <laughs> in the Florida State League. It's it's just insane to think about. He is just that good of a ball player. Mets fans should be so excited. Every opportunity they have to either watch a Jet Williams at bat or in some free time, you want to learn a little bit more about what's coming down the pike. Just look the name Jet Williams up on X or Google or a Mets message board, whatever one you might be, Mets Reddit, whatever it is. Jet Williams does it all. He is such a good player. And for him to be mimicking or exceeding what he did in the Florida State League, I, it says a lot, Vito. I'm trying to, you know, not get too far ahead of myself. I know we love Jet Williams. And let me ask you this. We talked to him back in March. 
Does it surprise you at all to be sitting here? It's now August 21st talking about how good of a season Jet Williams has put together in his first full year of pro ball at the age of 19. I mean, it's hard to say that it's not shocking in the sense of like who can believe it happens. But when we spoke to him, he just did have such confidence. And, we, you know, we, we get the chance to talk to a lot of these guys in player development. And it doesn't feel like a lot of them have their confidence figured out at the time, but he's somebody who from that first conversation, you could tell he knew exactly who he was. He had that edge to him and he just was ready for it. I mean, he was named, he was named jet because his dad thought it was going to sound great on the loudspeakers. Yeah. Really cool story. And um, he's just been so good. And, you know, I, I'm glad that earlier on in the season, especially when future of flushing got off the ground, you know, Jet, if you looked at the batting average, was struggling. But there were things to not worry about. The kid gets on base in a way that it's tough to get on base at that clip. And that's what's important. He hits the ball hard. He makes contact. He has a great eye. It's tough for pitchers to throw to him. He's just a different player. He's different. How about that? That's a good way of putting it, I think. He's just built different. And you know what's pretty cool, John? You know how many fans got to see him one day this weekend? A lot from what I understand. Over 8,000 fans, 8,112 to be exact, the largest crowd the Cyclones have seen since 2015, all for Seinfeld night. Seinfeld night's not just a bobblehead. Of course, you got the awesome George Costanza on a whale bobblehead, but it's more than that. You also have the Elaine dance competition, which a bunch of people have got in on, went a little viral this weekend, and I believe that's not the first time they've done that. I do think they do that. Um, I don't think every year, but they've done that at a few of the years. Seinfeld night is something that Mets fans can always look forward to every season. Absolutely. That's a, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, how incredible uh, the Cyclones promos are and just, you know, all the marketing they do. So cool. And, you know, good. Um, it's very, it's very gratifying to see that so many people were able to go out and enjoy such a fun night. I got to say though, Vito, I don't know if you're with me on this and it's not a choice necessarily. I, I'm just, I never got into Seinfeld like that. I don't know about you. Did you watch Curb? I am a huge Curb guy. I've tried Seinfeld. I just, I don't know what, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't watch Curb from the beginning, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a ridiculous human being and I find myself in many situations that Larry David finds himself in from time to time and I can relate to Larry and, uh, I just feel like Seinfeld in general hasn't necessarily aged that well. Here's the thing, dude. I would love to be podcast radio boys and just like disagree and argue over this right now. But like, I'm, I'm honestly with you. I never like, I I never was a big Seinfeld guy. Um, Also like even friends, like friends is one where like, I like the Thanksgiving episodes. Those are fun. But like outside of that, I'm not really into it. How about this one? How about this? How about this one? Okay. And this is not Mets adjacent at all. Okay. It's actually adjacent to a rival of the Mets, but I still love the show. Let's see. Guess what show I'm talking about? It's always sunny. No, but same city, kind of. Same city. Yeah. Oh, the office? No, no, not the same. That was a bad. That was a bad clue. I'm just gonna say, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's from Philly. Oh, oh, dude, I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I suggest Fresh Prince is a great show. I suggested a Fresh Prince theme song for one of our karaoke sing-alongs, but was told that we can't because it starts with West Philadelphia born and raised, and it's too much of a Philly song. Yeah, I mean, I don't 
I don't really know if the Phillies own it per se. Here's the and thing. it's a banger. Here's the thing. There's there's two, not one but two guys in the league whose names are Will Smith. You love name trivia. I mean, sure. This is like France all over again. Did you tell anyone about JP or Ty France? You didn't tell a single person. I didn't. You didn't tell a single person, Vito. I know you didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. I did. But can I tell you something? It didn't. And I was in Marseille. We'll get we'll get more into our weeks and stuff later. They they barely they they English speaking was not big for them, and they really didn't like dealing with Americans in Marseille. So they didn't want to hear about them. I mean, the Mariners are they're leading the wild card. There's two playoff teams, probably the Mariners and the Astros. Dude, I I wish they were as pumped up as you and me. I did find a sports bar, the rookie sport bar, singular, and they had a um, they had some baseball jerseys footy? up. Did you watch a little did footy it? when you were there? I did. I watched the Marseille game. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, they drew because that happens in soccer. It does but how was the how was the uh, the atmosphere? You know, the, oh yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, it was so much fun. I mean, I'm I bought a Marseille jersey and I wore it did to you watch really? the game. Should hit me up. I would have I would have Venmoed you one. No. Yeah, I do. Oh. I, I love soccer jerseys. Oh, John, I'm all I was like, you should see if John wants something. Wow. Oh, my. She's yeah. smirking at me so hard. Good. I hope I hope that you had a bad time in, in the lounge on the way back, too. I didn't hit the lounge on the way back. We got to the airport too late. Can I show you something I bought then? Yeah, let me see it. Yeah. Dude, I bought this France, this like, this France jersey. It's I think it's for the Olympics, but it's like a special one, and uh, it just has like a bunch of like, like French. Yeah, dude, I really like. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, right. you see a lot of right. Mbappe shirts and jerseys around there. Killian Mbappe. There were. Benzema, I, I, I went blank. I went blankies, and then at the PSG store, um, there was a messy shirt that was on severe discount, and I got oh. that. Nice. Um, oh, but also, I did not know that the French League is called League One Uber Eats. <laughs> well, it used to be just League One. Uber Eats is relatively new, <laughs> but that kind of connects with what we were just talking about before we started recording. <laughs> it, it does. I just found it. Dude, I bought this jersey that says League One Uber Eats Champion. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, just, you know, some people complain about a little insurance company getting their their patch on the sleeve of a jersey. And the whole league is the Uber, Uber one, Uber eats league yeah. one. But imagine the Metro, the NL East, like seamless. Yeah, the uh, the NL East Hyundai Elantra champions. <laughs> Why don't we talk about a uh, a league that does not have a sponsor? which, I mean, uh, that can be pretty much any baseball team or anything because there's none anywhere. But perfect time to bring up the FCL Mets, who are division champions. You could say they're FCL Uber Eats champions. They clinched the number one seed in home field advantage throughout playoffs. That means Thursday they're going to play a one-game semifinal and then move on to a best-of-three championship round. Congrats to the FCL Mets. Uh, it's Dude, it's been fun talking about this team all year. And just all the young talent that, you know, we, along with all the other Met fans that we talk to on a nightly, morningly basis, have gotten to learn about and get to know um, just so much talent and, uh, you know, it all culminating in the division title. So great to see. There's one guy that will not be with the FCL Mets, however, 
and that's Jonah Tong, who has actually been promoted to the St. Lucie Mets. Tong, in his time with the FCL Mets, he dominated opposing hitters. The young Canadian right-hander had a strikeout rate of over 42%. He struck out 25, struck out 25 of the 59 batters he faced. Also had a high ground ball rate. So two things you definitely love to see out of any pitcher. So FCL Mets will be without Jonah Tong, but we talked about all the talent, all the reinforcements to the draft that this team has gotten throughout the year, and they are ready. They are primed to do some damage in the playoffs. So congrats to the FCL Mets. You love to see winning throughout the organization, and the FCL Mets on the early returns have done just that. You know, I think it's a really good time to talk about pitching since you went into Jonah Tong just now. And this kind of also ties in with TV shows because Dom Hamill had a really nice start over the weekend. Six innings pitched, only gave up four hits, a single walk, and five strikeouts. And one picture with Stanley from the office over at Pretzel Deck. Dude, I saw that picture. You have no idea how pumped I was when I saw that picture. That is... That's a money... You know, there are just some pictures where... You take it, you walk away, you're like, that was money, that picture right there. That was money. Like, that, <laughs> I would love to ask Dom Hamill just what was going through his mind and how pumped up he was when, uh, when, when he saw that picture. Oh, God. I, I want to know how many dudes went nuts because you notice that's in the clubhouse, right? I did not know that, no. If you look at the picture, I'm pretty sure that picture was a selfie in the locker room. So, like, did they just bring Stanley from the office to the clubhouse to get some photos of the boys? And Might have. I mean, if if I'm one of the boys, I'm more than happy to have Stanley come through, take a peek, take a look around. I mean, that's legendary stuff. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the net, the Orr. it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So, John, this reminds me of a funny story I got for you. Back in college, I'm in Central Park walking around with some friends and um, they were filming a Subway sandwich commercial. And this was like when they just were like pushing like the Olympic athletes who were just in it. So like, you know, Phelps was like in mm -hmm. all of this stuff. Was but Bodie there was Miller big. Was Bodie this, Miller big at this? I don't remember Cody Miller being big, but I'll tell you the no, two. Bodie, the skier. Wait, who was? Who was? The, oh, my God. Who was I know. The, I'm about to say. I'm about to say the person the who swimmer. I think you're saying. The swimmer. Oh, swimmer? Oh, Michael Lochte, is that who you're thinking of? Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte. Yeah, he um, like, didn't he make up the story about the gas station or whatever? Yeah, he was, he got like, he claimed he got robbed. He's a wild yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a that wild was, boy. That was a great American scandal. But <laughs> uh, Apollo Ono was there, and he was really having a moment. Oh, let's talk about the ice, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, Apollo Ono was in the park, and 
also there was Kevin from the office. Kevin was there. And I took a picture with Apollo Ono and then I left. And then for years I've regretted going Apollo over Kevin. Apollo Ono is, I mean, that that's a household name. I, I would have no regret over that if I were you. You think Apollo Ono is still a household name to this day? Second you said that name, I was like, yes. Speed skating extraordinaire. Apollo, Apollo Anton Ono. I Let do. me ask you a question. Do you think more the common person, do you think they know Kevin from The Office or Apollo Ono? I'm the common person. John, you you rewatch. You probably sit <laughs> at home and rewatch like random 1981 regular season baseball games. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sure. I guess to someone that has no interest in the Olympics at all, but it's not no one. Apollo Apollo Anton Ono is a good one. No, dude, he was look. He was big at the time. I remember. I mean, everybody was locked in when you he was in. Him, clearly, you were you were I'm sure you were thrilled to meet him. I was hyped to meet him, but then years later, I was like, why didn't I get Kevin from the office? I hear you. Well, what I'm hyped about, Vito, is. Dom Hamill's uh, performance over the last eight games now for Hamill, 50 strikeouts, just 17 walks, and an ERA under three. So I don't know who was more pumped to meet who. Was it Stanley to meet Dom or Dom to meet Stanley? That part's up for debate. You don't know. Stanley might have been like, yo, this guy's filthy. Yeah, he could have been like, wait, Dom Hamill, the guy who's like somehow been doing better at double A than he was over at single A because for some reason – Mets player development players just get promoted and get even better. I do wonder if they talked mashed potatoes, if uh, the skin conversation oh, yeah. came up, you know, maybe Dom was like, Hey, Stanley, mashed potatoes, skin on them or not. Nah? Do you think you know, it's that, messed I up for calling this guy Stanley when his name is Leslie? I'll be honest. I know he was in the Cheerios commercial. Didn't know he was Leslie. Didn't know. His, I mean, I know he's Leslie, not Stanley, but Leslie David know his Baker. name was. I'm sure there was a formal introduction with real names. Yes. Yeah. I just feel I'm like, maybe we should, maybe we should stop doing, but you know what, you know what we should start doing? Start talking about some of the other standout moments from this weekend. Like how about Jacob Reimer? Huge weekend for the boy Thursday to Sunday went five for 18 with three walks, two RBIs over that span batted three fifty seven with an OBP of 500. Jacob Reimer doing what he does, getting on base big weekend. Love to see that him and jet have been really good since their promotions to uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones. How about Carlos Cortez? He is still red hot. Another big weekend for Carlos Cortez. Over the weekend, Cortez, three hits and eight at-bats, a home run, four walks, three strikeouts. So now let's go back to July 20th. The big date we like to talk about for Carlos Cortez. We had a date for uh, Kevin Parada before he went on the shelf. And by the way, we'll talk about Kevin Parada. He has been back in action with the St. Lucie Mets. But Carlos Cortez, since July 20th, an OPS of 1129 in 103 plate appearances. So the sample is big now. It's over 100 plate appearances. Carlos Cortez has been outstanding. Seven home runs, 21 RBI. Just, you know, we, we used it with the term with Drew Gilbert. It's been piping hot. Guy that plays everywhere, 26 years old. He continues to make a case for his... Uh, that major league opportunity. It's like he plays the game with his hair on fire. He might. He might. Uh, he's, I see what you did there, Vito, but he is, uh, he's been great. And it's been really good to see. It's been really good to see a guy who, you know, a couple of years ago had some hype around his name that, that fell off a little bit 
And, um, you know, he has really, really reinvigorated that hype around his name as he's having a great end to his 2023 season. It's almost like player development is not linear. It's not. It's really not, you know. And Carlos Cortez is a bat-to-ball guy. He has great hand-eye coordination. I'm not going to call him Jeff McNeil. And I know Jeff McNeil is a name that we keep coming back to because he's a guy who, you know, had injury issues for whatever reason, was a little bit older in the minor leagues, eventually came up, eventually put it all together, and has carved out a very, very good major league career. He was the batting title winner last year. So it's not linear. And uh, it's always important to remember that when you think about guys, talk about guys. But what Carlos Cortez is doing is what he did in college. You know, he's done this before during his baseball career, so there's no reason to believe that he can't keep it up. I'm going to cough real quick. <laughs> I, I'm, I've, I've not decided if I'm going to leave that in. So for the listener, if you're hearing this, that means I left it in. If you're not, that means I took it out. Let's talk about Luis Angel Acuna, who, as John put it, is that dude. Yeah, Acuna had a really nice weekend. Um, you know, I'm sure, and I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn here to use a, a veto expression, but <laughs> it can't be easy to be traded, right? It can't be an easy thing for any player to go through. You know, to go from organization to organization must be a challenge, but Acuna, after a bit of a slow start to his time with the Mets, he had a really, really solid week for the Rumble Ponies. Six for 16 in his last four games. Only, strike, only struck out three times in 18 plate appearances. A couple of stolen bases. We've talked about that, how he's been picking his spots when he gets on base, swiping bags, the, uh, the, the bet he has with his brother. But it was just a good weekend for Acuna, who really, really displayed those bat-to-ball skills and why he was such a valuable commodity when he came over in the Max Scherzer trade. John, you summed that up perfectly. I'm not even going to respond in any way other than saying great job. And you know what? You didn't even cough at the end of that. That was how smooth that was. I did cough. I am. I'm no, starting to. No, I'm starting to, I'm starting to teeter. I'm teetering. No. Yeah. John is fate. So we're going to we're going to start to try to wrap this one up. And by the way, this new format was supposed to was supposed to cut down time. I don't know how we're just steaming past our normal time. Well, we were we were chatting, but I only had like probably 20, 20 good minutes in this voice. <laughs> like I said, I'm still 90%. So, <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to say, let's just talk about Luke Ritter real quick. Home runs in three straight games. That's 26 total, 14 in double A, 12 in triple A. So, John, what are you looking for right now? I mean, at this point in the season, and I don't think it's it's out of the realm of possibility at all. Let's get 30, baby. Let's get 30, Luke. Let's 30. go. 30 flirty and thriving would be amazing. Let's go, Luke Ritter. Let's go. Luke's turned getting there. Be, like, just turning out to be quite the prospect. Just looking really good this year. Luke Ritter, we talked to him like a month ago. Had a great time talking with him. And it's just it's just fun, man. Dude, I'm having so much fun this year watching Mets minor league baseball. The pull side power of Luke Ritter is immense. Uh, it's He's really been one of the greatest breakout stories of the entire organization as we talked about with him, drafted in 2019, part of a championship team, going through the challenges of a lost season of COVID, everything he's had to withstand. Um, it's all come to the forefront this season. And like I said, let's go. Let's get 30, Luke. Let's go. And before we get out of here, John, he's coughing again. Before we get out of here, I talked a lot about it my week. I just want to hear a little bit about your week. I've been under the weather. Um, you know, it was... It was tough. All I'll say, all I'll say is uh, 
stay vigilant out there. Uh, that's it. You know, take, be safe when you're in public places. Uh, you know, things are going around. I know it's the summer. We're not used to it. I didn't expect it, but, um, I did have COVID. So, um, you know, it was challenging the first 24 hours of, you know, really knowing I had COVID were awful, but, uh, you know, thankfully my young daughter is fine. My wife, everyone's good. So that's good. And, um, yeah, you know, totally lost my voice for like 48 hours. Like could not talk. Some people, they were thanking the heavens. They were like, why can't it always be like this when John can't talk? Me, <laughs> I was not feeling that way, but, um, you know, good, to, good to be back doing this, uh, with you and, <coughs> but that explains the cough. John, do you feel comfortable telling everybody how you, the, the thing you told me that you knew you were really sick? What, what was that? The Yankee fan. Oh yeah. So, um, I was out walking, minding my own business and, uh, just wearing a med hat and a Yankee fan biked by me and just like screamed, let's go Yankees at me as if it's like 2000 or something or 2001. And I'm just like, I mean, keep in mind, the Yankees at this point had lost, I think, seven straight games, fallen to like eight games out. Like if you're a Yankee fan who has any idea as to what's happening, you're not exactly beaming with pride right now. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of any team. I'm just, you know, that's it. No, it's a fact. And this guy just like screams in my face. And I couldn't even turn around to scream back what I wanted to say to him. Because <coughs> I didn't have a voice. So it's been that kind of uh past couple days, but we're on our way back to the top. We'll get there. We'll get there. What's the top? <laughs> Just being able to talk and, you know, <laughs> sing and scream and shout without any restrictions. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you this weekend, buddy. I'm so excited to get my John time back. All right. We got to get out of here. He's coughing a bunch. I feel bad. He's not going to be able to talk to his wife and hold his, read his daughter bedtime stories. We'll see you all in the future. Enjoy the stock music. It's back. We're back. Luke Ritter, 30. Let's go. 